The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Welcome to a fine episode of UFC Unfiltered. Jamie English, the great Jamie English, joins us in studio. Matt um, Matt and I uh, talked to Benil Dariush. Yes. And we also talked to John Gooden. Yes. And we have a wonderful time. So much fun, Jim. Until it's ruined by singing. Oh, God. That hurts. Chaws are dropped throughout this arena. Nobody is sitting down. Chasing that finish. Elbows raining down. Oh! On the button. Are you kidding me? Oh, he heard him again. He's out. This is UFC Unfiltered. And now, your hosts, Jim Norton and Matt Serra. It's already a rough start, ladies and gentlemen. Fuck yeah, I'm going to turn this. I'll turn this table over. It's getting messy. Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Yes. Jamie English joins us in studio. Yes. Always good to see you, Jamie. Hello. And um, apparently uh, we have John Gooden on the phone. We're going to get him in one second. Oh, and Benil okay. Dariush is calling Sweet. in as well. Just That's tremendous correct. Win. Yes. Oh, by the way. Over Drew Dober. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I, I'd hit the... Uh, I'd hit the applause button. the applause button, button. I like that. I'm going to hit it for Jamie English. <laughs> oh, obviously, I guess he doesn't deserve an applause. Oh, I'm going to get And obviously, we don't deserve the, uh, the soundboard. Where is it? I don't know. And I'm there's f- usually a charger on the wall. My phone's almost... What, what kind of fucking shit show? <laughs> Let me hit the boop. Oh, I can't do that either. You know, you fucking old-fashioned boom. <laughs> Jamie was here. We started... BSing about fights, yeah. and I forgot to say There was a lot of chatting going on when I walked in here, and not a lot of setting up of the studio. Yeah. A lot of chit chat. There's a lot of shit that could have been going on instead of talking to Jamie English. About did you see the podcast serial? You're a big podcast guy, Chris. Did, what, what did you ask him? I'm sorry. The podcast serial. Everybody talked about that yeah, guy, yeah, yeah. Uh, Adnan. They just, what was his name? Adnan? Yeah, Adnan Sayad. Sayad, yeah. They yeah. just denied his uh, bid for a new trial. Wow, really? So I thought of you because I know you were into the true oh, crime podcast. What the hell are we yeah. talking about? Very famous podcast called Serial. About a guy who they thought people thought didn't deserve the new trial. It was, he was from 2014. It was a huge pot. Everyone talked about Cereal? it. Cereal? It was called Cereal. It's S E R I A L. Cereal. And um, he was up for, they wanted him to have a new trial. He was granted a new trial. Then an appellate court overturned. You think he was wow. guilty? I don't know. I haven't heard it, but I know uh, Chris would appreciate it. Is this on it. Netflix? Yeah, yeah. And now Where there's, do I a new, find there's a new show. Well, Documentary on HBO yeah, coming out about it. Exactly, yeah. It's on an Apple Podcast. You can go listen to it. When you're on there, subscribe, rate, comment on Ours, the UFC yeah. Unfiltered. I should probably be playing yeah, this yeah, podcast. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's fine. Give me the short version of what happened. The guy killed somebody? Maybe? His girlfriend, his, his high school girlfriend or something. Ended up they were dead? in high school. She got strangled. Okay. But I understand it was all circumstantial evidence. That's what yeah. I heard. Yeah? Do you guys think he did it? I don't know enough about it, to be okay. honest with you. I just remember the case being so Whoa. big. And when I when I read today that he was his appeal or, or whatever, his new trial bid was denied, I knew the case. I, I just didn't want to with the facts of it. Well, I want to find out if John Good and UFC commentator knows about this. We'll ask him. <laughs> 
We should definitely ask. <laughs> oh, what are you doing? Hi, hi, Christopher Dusa. Oh, you came over <laughs> to give us a high five. We're doing all in. Yeah. That's something that's underused. I don't think they do that enough. What? You don't got to be on the wrestling team or a football team to do an all-in. No. It's fun. Let's talk. You know what? <laughs> this is something you haven't done in a while. No. This is, you might have been, ooh, breaking the rules over the old, uh, over the uh, <laughs> Obi and Anthony show. Can we do an all-in? No. To start <laughs> I've heard that. I've no. heard that from too many women. Is it all in? And I'm like, yes. Oh, dude, I'm, I'm sorry to report it is. <laughs> all right, I'm gonna get you all in it. I'm finished. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm in the kitchen. She's. <laughs> it's hysterical, Jimmy. Yeah. It's a big buddy? day today. I know. I'm in a good mood. You should be in a good mood. That's all I want to say. A lot of compliments. Thank you guys. Listen to me. Um, did you see the fights over the weekend? What while fights? we wait for John Gooden. Let's wait for John. All right. Why? You know what? We can talk to John about the fights. Tremendous card. I peeped the fights. It was good. Yeah. Sorry? I peeped the fights. Now, wait, hold on. Are you saying peeped? Peeped. Means like, saw peeped. Yeah, but that means peeped. that you only see, watched peeped. it for a little bit. No. Unless you're using peeped the way the kids nowadays use minutes. Is that what be, you're doing? I'm trying to be cool, people. Ah, <laughs> it works. <laughs> you're hip. You're with it. That about That's that. good. <laughs> I use a lot. Let me tell you about my lingo. Oh, go ahead, yeah. Hey, uh, what's I, up, I, John? We got John Good. Where are you? We'll get him in a second. Oh, and I wanted to talk about some other stuff, but he's like, "Oh, we got to start with John." What do you want to talk about? <laughs> I'm coming in hot on Christopher Dusa. What do you want to talk he's about? He's nothing but a nice guy. He's Even though my him. phone's about dead, could you throw uh, me a charger? I mean, dude, I come in from Strong Island. <laughs> I know you're right. I'll get it, dude. I, I lay off him for two seconds, and then I go back in like a fight. I know, and he's lollygagging. Like, you got it's like you learn. John Good, what's yourself. up, John? Oh, we don't have him. So wait, what, now what did you want to talk about, Matt? <laughs> what did I want to talk about? Yeah. Did you ever see the movie Polar on Netflix? It's fun. No. Oh, it's fun. Polar? Yes, Polar. Why did you call it Polar? Is that the Hitma? <laughs> it's, no, no, it's Polar. So I don't know why the, it's Polar. Is that the one about the Hitma? Yes. Oh, yeah. I think it's is based it Mads on, Mickelson? Or? Yeah, Mads, right? Yeah. He's so, this guy was made for this role. Yeah, yeah. It's basically about a hitman about to retire, and when he retires, he gets like a uh, like a retirement package, basically, you like fucking like $8 million, dollars, whatever it is. But, but, Jamie English if he gets taken out before he gets retired, it's a problem you know, for him. Million, sure. Yeah, so that's what they're trying to do. So they send these younger assassins to go take care of Mads. But let me tell you about Mads. Jimmy, <laughs> fuck. Nobody gave Mads the memo that he's going to go out easy. Yeah, probably not. Fuck. Hope not. This guy is so awesome. It's like a combination of like Kill Bill slash, he reminds you of a little bit of a Snake Pliston, a little bit of a... Snake Plissken, that's a yeah. very good, that's a good Thank old you, school Jamie reference. Thank you, It was. Snake so fun. I didn't say it right. No, Escape from New York, baby. Snake Plissken. Oh, hell yeah. Snake Plissken. Lee Van Cleef, Donald Pleasant. You are the Duke of New York. You are a number one. <laughs> How was that movie so good and then Escape from LA was just such shit? It was, It yeah. was, not only was it shit, yeah. it was such shit. Remember Adrian, what? Remember Adrian Barbeau in that movie with her giant bosoms? Oh, man. <laughs> Heavy bosoms <laughs> on hey, the bridge. Hey, one of my first crushes. <laughs> Harry Dean One Stan. of my first crushes. <sighs> Isaac Hayes. She had, oh, my she was God, very yeah. Isaac Russell. Hayes. Yeah. 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 They Call put those drink. two primitive things. I love Season Hubley, I think, played the... Uh, anyway, I, I love the fact that... Uh, that they had in New York, 1999. Yeah. It's like the 80s. Yeah. They couldn't have made it like 2040. No, they, yeah, they didn't right. think that far ahead. No, they really didn't. They or like, else they weren't very optimistic of the future. I was just going to say, they were like, New York's got no chance. I like, yeah. when, I like <laughs> financial uh, capital of the world. also a big jail. We're going to give everybody Park Avenue penthouses. <laughs> in Escape from New York, when he first like touched down, like, in New York and he meets some on like, the whale trade and he's like, talking to some like skank and she's in the she's in some house and he's talking to some like skanky girl and all of a sudden 
She gets also somebody breaks through the walls like the Terminator and yeah. fucking pulls her through the wall yeah. and yeah. it's fucking awesome, man. Was that season Hubbley? That might have been the hooker. Was she was in a movie called Vice Squad. I can't God. believe younger women don't want to sleep with me with my knowledge of Escape from New York, 1981. <laughs> Let's ask John yeah. Gooden what he thinks of that. Hey, John. John what's up, buddy? Johnny. We're gonna, John's just going to call us, oh, actually. Chris, yeah. How come you don't want to talk to him? Hey, I definitely want to talk to him. All right. So um, we're going to shoot this shit about something else. Wait, Christopher, do you have a charger over there? Yeah, it's right there. I got it. You're plugged in. Oh, he's, he's fast. Yeah, he did it. Either that or I'm just not very Both. observant. Both. Well, Jimmy. So what do you think? Let's, let's talk about some Thank of the fights. You. All right. Well, he's got to get these other fights off, though. All right. What was your favorite fight of the... Uh... He's, not, he's not changing it. All right, I guess we'll just look at <laughs> it. He won't do it. Chris doesn't like to put the new fights. Why do you... You got to be part of the show here. I am. <laughs> yeah, you're a huge part. I'm sorry. That was uncalled for. Are we starting from the top down? Yeah. Who, right. who won the... Uh... The main event, Jimmy? No, I know. Who won the... Uh... It wasn't even effing close this week. Jim Norton, five out of six. I was really... Oh. Listen to me. You know what they say about me, Jamie. What did he say? I can't pick them. Unless they're noses or ass I, cracks. <laughs> Jimmy. That was, you went hard on me, Jimmy. It's, but listen. There was no pulling punches there. No, no. It's not. Listen, I, all I want to say is I believed in Derek Lewis. Yep. And when he, when, he, when he went to hold his belly, and then when Junior went to rush him, and he came up like, through a haymaker, I'm like, yeah, fucking <laughs> Black Beast! I was yelling! <laughs> and then fucking Junior, you know, he wasn't did, falling did for that. Did Junior trip. back off a little bit on? I thought, like, I mean, I mean, Junior probably thought he might be playing possum, but I thought Junior had him a couple of times and then kind of backed off a little, being almost a little too caught. I mean, he won the fight, but I was surprised he let Lewis make it out of that first round. Maybe he thought Derek had mm. more energy than he was showing, but he was bent over and, like, you know, I don't think Derek's faking. No, um, I don't. John got another phone. Right All right, now. cool. Oh, so says cool. him. Do we have John? Hi, John. How you doing? I'm doing okay. How are you? Good, buddy. You're talking to Jim and Matt and Jamie English on UFC Unfiltered. Lovely to speak with you, gentlemen. What did you think of the fights this weekend? That is probably the worst question you could ask me because I've been so deep into trying to get prepared for UFC London. I wasn't able to stay up to watch them as I normally would. Yeah. So now you just straight off the bat made me look bad. Sorry, <laughs> that's great. I I, uh, I wanted to get your take on the main event, uh, but when you watch it, the next time we talk to you, we will go back to it. Um, but you're you're actually you're you're smarter than me because I would have just like faked it through the whole thing, dude. They were so good, like uh, the the main event. Come on, and then you let the other person talk about it, and you yeah. just agree. That would be the best way to do it. That's right. Yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah, I'm a bit too honest this end, but yeah, I was going to get caught out. I was definitely going to. But listen, I can be honest about it because yeah. we have to suffer like a three a.m. Uh, like main card start over here in the UK. Mm. So typically I stay up for all of the fights, but when I'm working the next week, because I'm getting old now and my recovery is not as good, I just can't be doing it. And you get yourself... Oh, sorry, John. You get yourself on the schedule that you're going to have to acclimate to when you're overseas. Well, not just that, but because I'm calling the fights in London, I'll just be, you know, Sunday will be completely wiped out. I'll still be heavy-eyed on Monday. And right now I'm just trying to use all the time to to fill my brain with all the goodness for uh, for this incredible fight that we got coming up. Yeah, the uh, main main event is Darren Till against Jorge Masvidal. And, of course, Leon Edwards against Gunnar Nelson is a great fight. The one I'm looking forward to, third fight down, Chris, can you raise that just a little bit? Dominic Reyes is fighting uh, against Vulcan Uzdemir, and that to me is a, yeah. a, a really, really interesting fight. And what is Reyes ranked? Do you know what he's ranked and what, what uh, Uzdemir is ranked? Uh, Reyes is uh, eight, I think. 
ranked... Yeah, no, 6th and 8th, I think. 6th and 8th. 6th and 8th. This, okay. is, this is a really interesting fight, and the light heavyweight division is a lot more interesting than it was a year ago. It's, a, it's an incredible fight. I mean, I, I was listening to some stuff with Dominic Rev. I know that he had been on your podcast not long ago, and, you know, the, the kid's on fire. You know, he's unbeaten, he's gone up to Denver, and he sounds like a completely new man. He's super excited to be showing everyone what he's learned up there, how he's developed as a, as a martial artist and, and as a fighter as well. So that's, that's pretty cool. Then on the other side of things, Volkan Özdemir hasn't been able to go to the States for this fight camp. So he's been back at Fight Move Academy, which is where he pretty much carved out his career. I think he used to bounce around quite a bit. Alistair Overeem took him under his wing for a long time, so I know he was in Holland with him. But he's been back with his family, so maybe a bit sort of revitalized and gone back to his roots. So both fighters having a different look coming into this one with such high stakes. It, as you said, last year compared to right now, the last couple of months at 205, it's absolutely bonkers. And the UFC is spoiled for choice now in who to line up, you know, to fight the guy at the top. Well, you know, I, I think it's got to be, uh, it looks like, I mean, I mean Jones uh, just uh, obviously beat Anthony Smith. Uh, Tiago Santos is probably the next logical choice. But if, um, sure. if, if Reyes wins this fight, and he wins it uh, impressively, and, and he maybe leaps over Uzdemir, I mean, Blahovic just lost. Yep. Uh, I mean, who's in line after possibly Tiago Santos? It would have to be Reyes. If he wins this fight impressively, I think he jumps up to be the second uh, in line for that uh, championship. Yeah, and there's rumours. I'm not sure I saw something circulating about Gustafsson fighting Anthony Smith uh, in in Sweden, perhaps. So, or that's something that's being rumoured right now. So there's, yeah, really and truly, it, it's between Thiago Santos and Dominic Reyes. Dominic Reyes comes out with a big performance, and, and he's right there. But then again, you know, why not Özdemir? It's not DC, it's John Jones this time. So, but I think in that situation, I reckon that uh, Maheta would get the nod. That's a good point about why not Uzdemir. I was only thinking uh, Reyes over Uzdemir if he just beats him now and kind of jumps ahead of him uh, in the standings if, if, if he beats him head-to-head. Uh, -head. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a great fight. And they're very similar in their makeup as well. And it's one of those anything-could-happen type bouts because both, they both come out the gate so fast and hard and, and almost like, quite reckless. But... Then you look at Dominic Reyes' record, and he hasn't got a record of a reckless fighter. So uh, I'm kind of confused as to how that works, but I'm equally excited at the same time. Yeah, and you know, it's, it's nice in a division when you have the number 13 guy, Johnny Walker, who everybody likes. We liked him before he was even ranked. When you have a guy who is that visible and that hot... Uh, and that much uh, the ability to sell tickets or to sell fights when he's still number 13 and before he was even ranked 15th, that's a good sign for the division. Yeah, I mean, he's hilarious, isn't he? Oh, my God. <laughs> when, uh, when I first saw him, because he, he cut his teeth in the UK. He was, um, he was the UCMA champion over here, which is uh, it's a London promotion, not far, actually, from, from the O2. And he would train at like, obscure gyms in and around the UK, and he's very much a man of... Of mystery, international man of mystery, and then I saw him in Fortaleza with that incredible performance, and then sadly he tried to emulate that celebration once again, and you know damaged his shoulder. But um, I mean, he's hilarious, man. I, I love everything from 
you know, the, the way he fights. Well, I, I can't say I love the way that he celebrates when, or, or at the prep point when he's looking down into the camera and gyrating that way. It ma- makes me feel kind of a little a little dirty yeah. as a man watching that. Yeah. But, um, but, but I get the appeal. <laughs> yeah. You, you think that uh, guys would get... Guys celebrate worse, though. There's guys that flip off the cage and you think they'd break an ankle. This guy's just doing the worm and, and all of a sudden he's <laughs> out, you know? Yeah. It's kind of funny, though. No? But Matt, I mean, have you done just the worm any time recently? I'm I mean, not going to admit a, if I did. That's a skill. <laughs> that's a skill. <laughs> well, I, I coordination in that. I'd imagine I'd be horrible at it. But hey, John, so you said <laughs> you said this weekend you had a hard time watching the fights. Obviously, it's it's late over there for it, and you had to do your uh, your prep work. Typically, how much prep work do you do for a show you're commentating on? Yeah, I'm, I start quite far out because, you know, uh, John Anik, he's going week to week. His schedule's pretty crazy. Um, one of the other things that the UFC have me do over here is I do a lot of producing for them. So I went out to Darren's camp and I was filming with him. I've been out to Leon Edwards. I was filming with him. Uh, so And they're typically, you know, a month out. So I guess, you know, you could call that the start of my prep in some ways. And then I just keep an eye on on social media all the way through. I start little tools and techniques of building lists and what have you, of, of just keeping track of what's going on. And then really in the net, in sort of two weeks out, I'll start getting stuff from the UFC and I'll really start, you know, building what I want to bring to the, to the table on fight night. I kind of, I really pride myself on preparing so heavily that I drive myself mad and I always leave stuff on the table come fight night. I never get everything. I rarely get everything that I've prepared out during commentary. I'll tell you, you and uh, Dan Hardy have good chemistry, I feel. Thank you. Yeah, yeah I you think know. it's, you know, we both have, I think, in terms of our personality types, uh, you know, despite what people might have seen Dan as a fighter, he's, he's not an abrasive character. And we both have a shared interest in, in the success of mixed martial arts, particularly in Europe, it's had a bad rap. It's the way that I dress, the way that I do. It's the way that I speak, the way that I speak. You know, it, it's been, it's not like it is in North America. We, we don't make the back pages of any newspaper over here. It's still, it's still very fringe. And Dan, Dan appreciates that. I was working grassroots stuff, you know, 10 years ago trying to represent the sport whilst I was competing as well. So we have, we have an understanding of what we're trying to get with this. And now we, we obviously have a, a, a platform, the biggest platform in the world, working in line with the UFC to get that message out there and represent European fighters as well, you know, because there is a difference. It's just the, the industry isn't like it is in North America. So the fighters come at it from a, from a different perspective. And, and I think that's quite a refreshing angle for the fans to hear sometimes. You watched um, Conor McGregor's career, right? As a commentator, did you commentate his fights or am I off with that? No, I was, uh, I commentated all of Conor's oh. fights between uh, 2010 and when he, when he signed with the UFC. So yeah, I, I, the first time I commentated him was when he fought Joe Duffy, who's on the card uh, yeah. this weekend. And then I, I called both of his title fights at Cage Warriors. And then he, then uh, Brimage was his fight. And I think the next time I called it was the Diego Brandel madness yeah. in Dublin. Now, now, John, seeing him come up, and it's easy to say now, but honestly, did you realize back then 
that he was going to be the superstar he is now? Did you think he had that potential? No, no, no because I don't think... <laughs> does, does it, seriously, does any of us think no? that we would have an A-list celebrity come from our sport? I mean, I know yeah. GSP, your old friend in Canada, has won Sports Personality of the Year a number of times, and, yes. and maybe he's an A-list celebrity in Canada. Yes. But I, I just... The, in, the level of international fame that he has acquired in such a short period of time has blown my mind it's, <laughs> without sort of treating him like some sort of specimen as a case study it is fan it's just so fascinating i look at the rich list which is a you know it's a it's a poor gauge but they're 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 kind of putting people in a ranking system and he has acquired as much wealth as some of the biggest soccer players on this planet who have had teams around them of financiers, marketeers, whatever they need, since they were about 16 years of age. Connor in five years has eclipsed them right. with his friends. Nice. And I just, it blows my mind every time I think about that. Hey, John, I also want to ask you too, because it does say in the prep sheet, you're participating in a uh, four-day, 90-mile walk, April 5 through 8. You're going to raise awareness around some mental health issues like uh, suicide. And I didn't realize that was the number one killer of men under 35. Uh, what what made you get involved with that cause? Was it something close to you, or, or what made you choose yeah. that cause? Yeah, well, first of all, thank you guys for picking that up, because it's something that I'm, I'm really big into right now. And, yeah, I, I've done a bunch of things, you know, for, and I was always thinking about charity and, and what have you. I never really thought of a particular charity that resonated. And then, sadly, a friend of mine took his own life, and this is last year, and he was the happiest guy in the room. You know, he was the guy that everyone wanted to be like. You would gravitate towards him. He was super successful. Um, but so, he was so quiet with it. You know, he's the guy that would treat all of his friends to a really swanky meal at a restaurant. And without them knowing, he'd go pay the bill. He'd just make sure everyone else was super happy. Um, he had a young family, just had a child. Uh, I think was one or, one or two years of age. And then he took his own life out of nowhere. And uh, although I wasn't super close to him, I'm very close to his friends who were like, within the inner circle. And it's destroyed them. And then, and then I think, you know, not to, not, not to belittle that at all, I think on just a general day-to-day -day level, so many men struggle with, with uh, mental health issues. And I've spoken to a lot of fighters with performance anxiety, uh, things of that nature. And, and I, had a, I actually sat down with Dan and spoke about like, masculinity and vulnerability in, in our sport and, and his struggles with that. And it's, it's such a fascinating area and the conversations are starting to happen now. And I'm very grateful to people like Dan and other UFC athletes that have opened up about this. Um, we saw Jeremy Stevens talk about it with um, Ariel Hawani and his struggles and it i mean it, it's it's sickening and it breaks my heart so when a friend of mine a performance coach that i've seen to help me you know sharpen up and be the best that i can be on fight night in terms of commentary performance uh he called me up and said he wanted to do something for charity this is what he had in mind and we had a few different derivatives of it and we settled on this 90 mile walk over four days and we're inviting people to come out with this so hopefully 
a couple of UFC athletes from the UK will come down, show their face, and um, yeah, it's a walk and talk, and we're trying to raise money for a charity called Young Minds. Have you dealt with any char- uh, any any sorry, any uh, depression yourself? Have you had any of it? I don't. I haven't suffered from depression. Um, I've definitely suffered from anxiety, and and I think all of us have uh, baggage from when we were younger, and that comes in many forms, which might stop us from being the best that we can be. And I think it's important to to say it doesn't have to be the fact that someone might have said that they are in a position where they want to take their own life. There, you can have a, it doesn't always have to be quite as extreme as that, but in relative terms, mental health problems can stop people from having a more fulfilled life, a better life. And, and therefore, we need to get these conversations going because men typically don't have an outlet for that. They don't have a circle of friends that they can sit down and, and shoot the shit with on that level. Sorry if I'm cursing. I didn't know whether I could. Oh, it's not. fine. So, of course, uh, we encourage it. Okay, <laughs> it's the basis of uh, Matt's so, vocabulary. <laughs> love it. Love it. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's pretty much where I where I come with it. And, you know, if, if I if I now have a have a little network of people that do listen to me and a, and a sort of small platform, then. It's time to leverage that as best as possible because, as, as you said, you know, uh, the biggest statistic, men under the age of 35, the biggest killer is suicide. And that is just, that's ridiculous. Well, well guys are taught too. Men are taught that, you, like, if you feel sad or vulnerable, you're weak. And so we don't talk about it. And, uh, you know, again, it all gets bottled up and you wind up just taking it out on yourself. So the fact that fighters yeah. talk about it helps a lot because no one can see fighters as weak. Everybody knows all right, that's the epitome of being masculine. So if that guy's dealing with it, maybe it's okay for me to be dealing with it. Exactly that point. That's why, all right, I'm not coming from the, the space as a UFC fighter, but I can, I can certainly talk confidently that I've had those sorts of conversations with them. And we've all seen uh, reactions inside the octagon and, and in the locker room when the cameras put that out there, which has seen that vulnerability. We saw it again with, you know, Tyron Woodley's mum and Kamaru Usman, the emotion and, and things like that. So it's, yeah, it's crazy that there's just this, it's so taboo still, and we, we need to do something about it. And hopefully projects like this, which I'd like to think can continue every year, will get the authorities to listen, then invest more money, clinics become available, and they're just more professionals that can be on hand. Hey, hey John, this is more of a personal question on my, about myself, and you don't have to answer it, but that video with, uh, with Kamar Usman and Woodley's mother when they, when they embraced, am I, am I a, a bitch if I tee it up at that, you think? If you're a bitch, if you if you tear, I might have I, I might have had a tear. Can I answer that? Indeed, <laughs> oh, you are. Oh, come on, man. Oh. No, man. I, I, What's the matter I'm with, with me? you on that? I'm with it. No, not at all. That's exactly the reaction Shit. that you should have. You know, because I think Matt, you've been there, and, yeah. and this is this is the thing. When a lot of people don't understand, this is why I get I get quite upset with fans when they're they're really down on fighters. And one of the things that I've always said is. Before you start going after fighters, I know you guys pay your money, this, that, and the other, but I, I, I urge you to go into a locker room before and after a fight yeah. and see the winners and losers. And, and that will definitely change the way that you come at these people, oh, man. These, I, these human beings and I what agree. they go through. And, that's, and you saw right there, you know, Usman and that, that interaction. And, you know, 
Woodley's mum is what a what a special human being she is. My yeah. God, I didn't see the but, video um, you guys are talking. Oh, we got to play that. And and what about Usman? Oh, man, what about Kamaro? That was that. Listen, that, I'm a man, a uh, manly man, and I'm just saying that that was beautiful. I'm going on record. It was beautiful. Yeah, it was a beautiful moment, Jimmy. You're gonna have to see and, it because it was very. And you, usually, you yeah. Hey, John. Usually, I only get emotional during like. Like those videos of like the military guy surprising the kids at home when they come. <laughs> Anything That's with your I, kids too. Mac is very emotional about. His I own get kids. emotional with my kids, and I'm not, they competed over the weekend in a dance comp. I'm not going to talk about. How it did right they now. do? I, John, John, you're going to be embarrassing me in front of John. Because <laughs> I don't know John that well. How did they do? Well, let's talk, we'll talk about it later. They did amazing. Oh. It, was, it was beautiful. Felt good watching. You know, but, think, uh, congratulations. Think, you know, thank you, John. I, I John, think, are you a father? I am. I am a father of ten months. Oh, hey, oh, congrats, wow. man. Great. That's beautiful. Thank Boy, you. girl. Thank you very much. I have a little girl. She's oh, an absolute treasure. I have three. So you you, you get what I'm talking about. Well, not well. I'm getting there. You <laughs> yeah. Know? I mean, well, every, you said 10 months. Day, that 10 months. So uh, the, the, the bond is growing yes. like daily and her character is developing. And yeah. I don't know how I can... She can... Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. I get emotional just thinking about. Yeah, it. Yeah, like the first seven, like at the seven month mark, six months, seven month. That's when they start smiling. They get like a, they start develop yeah. a personality. Other than For that, sure. it's like, oh look, it's cute. I think it smiled. <laughs> but yeah. after that, it's it. Listen, all I gotta tell you, buddy, is it gets better and better. And better. I'm looking at Jimmy. Yeah. I'm looking. I'm not looking at yeah. Jimmy because he's never gonna have a child. No, I won't. I'm not. A, I would never say. That. <laughs> I, I probably won't. Jimmy, I'm gonna fucking march on. Jimmy's not gonna. My, my lifestyle does not uh, does not go hand in hand with having a happy family. Oh, shit, I'm lightheaded. <laughs> However, I, I love that Matt is so invested oh, in his dude. kids. He lo he loves talking about his kids, yeah. and he's he's he gets very choked up. Thank you. I, I didn't know they had a dance yeah. competition. That's nice. He's, he's being a prick now. Let's no, get back. To, well, John's on the phone. John. I have a yeah. question. Let me ask you. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I have a no, question. No, no, you go. Sure. Right. Whatever. Right. Uh, so I'm, I'm very invested in this because Mr. Till is from my home, my home He's city. From Liverpool. Yeah. And so yeah. Uh, I would like to ask John what he thinks of the, you know, the main event because I'm, I'm very uh, excited to see Till fight Masvidal. So I, I was wondering I what his, yeah. wonder what John's take is on the fight, if I can ask. So sure. I, <laughs> I love the fight. I think that Till was looking for an opponent like Masvidal, you know, for a while now. He's He's had his eye on him. He enjoys his character type. Yeah. I think he sees a little bit of himself in there somewhere. I mean, I know there's a lot of cultural differences, but the, the minerals seem to be pretty similar. And from being out in Till's camp, let me tell you guys, uh, I've, I've been to quite a few gyms now around Europe, and Team Calbon is different to any other gym that I've been to. They, they have such respect for, for Colin Heron, but on such a different level. It's like, it's, it's actually, he's very much a tribal leader. They work in absolute silence. You know, the, the, the juxtaposition of seeing Darren, the way he is with his social media and in front of the cameras, compared to what he's like in the gym, you would not believe it's the same person. I do not hear Darren say anything during training unless Colin speaks to him directly. And if Colin doesn't like what he says and sort of, so, sort of faints to show the back of his hand, Darren will, will cower and walk away. It is the most bizarre <laughs> thing that I've seen. But I weirdly, I, I really like it because it's creating some very special athletes. And, and Mike Grundy, who's also making his debut, is from the same team. Colin is a, has a brilliant mind for this. He's, he's, 
created many champions in the past and and they all completely believe in his methodologies and he's a bright guy the way that the, the conversations i've had with him are quite unique that i've had with a lot of coaches over the years so so i'm interested to see what he's done with darren's mindset on the back of that failed bid to get the title they all seem very very well prepared like it was already prepared for if that had happened although they obviously thought they were going to win but Darren has had to make some changes. Um, they were bringing in a lot of boxers for do- doing MMA, immediately followed by boxing rounds with a 7-0 and pro boxer who's a real prospect, just putting Darren under incredible pressure the whole time. And he literally said to me that he'd been crying in the ring the day before because it, it was breaking him. But that is the way that they work. They do that to kind of make those... What is it that David Goggins says? Like the the, the calluses in the mind to create that hard skin around all of that, right. so that they're they're prepared for absolutely every eventuality. I wonder if the size difference. I mean, Darren Till, you know, he's had problems to get to one seventy. Uh, Jorge, you know, he's fought at one fifty five. Darren Till, you have yeah. to cut off. You have to cut off a, a limb or two, a leg. He's not yeah. making one fifty five. Yeah. I wonder no. if that size and power is going to come into play. In, in this fight? Yeah, well, I, I obviously address that with him. I think that, the all right, he missed weight the one time, but mm. he hasn't fully disclosed the reasons for that, so it, it's not my place to do so. But let's just say I think there were reasons why he didn't, uh, he didn't make the weights on that occasion uh, that would be on his control. Mm. And then he made 169 uh, ahead of the title fight, so that was a point that he made. But even then, he's... Even though he has made weight in the past, he's got his chef, who's actually from the East Coast. He lives with Ally Quinta. Chefsky, they call him. He lives with Raging Al. So he's living at Team Calvin at the moment, uh, knocking up the food for both Darren and Grundy, I think. So they, they've taken care of that. I think Darren's main takeaway from the way he prepared for Woodley was that he did listen to the people that said he wouldn't make weight. He was worrying about making weight more than he was worrying about Woodley because I think yeah. he felt like he had the better of it. Yeah, it's, so it, he switched yeah. that up. <clears throat> yeah, I'm not, I'm not shitting on him for not making weight that time. I'm just saying that he's a big welterweight oh, compared sure. to Jorge, who's, yeah. who could actually probably go back down to 155 if he wanted to, if the money's yeah. right. So yeah, I see what you're saying, and no. I think that um, I think that it could be a problem, but at the same time, Jorge is is such a great volume hitter. And, you know, he loves a body shot as well. So to your point, if the weight is becoming a problem in a fast-paced fight, which we haven't really seen from Darren. I mean, the the main events he's been in, the one with Wonderboy was a very calculated, measured display. So we don't know if he can really go through the gears over five rounds yet. And But this is the guy that's going to do that, if it is going to go that way. Masvidal is, is a beautiful striker. He mixes in that single leg as well very nicely. So he'll keep Darren guessing. But for my liking, I think Darren's going to look like a weight, a weight above, um, a weight class above. He'll look like a middleweight, of course, when he steps in on fight nights. And Masvidal will look like a, a smaller welterweight in today's money. I like the, I like the different personalities, like, like the different characters, like Darren Till, tough kid from Liverpool. And then you got... Jorge, Jorge Masvidal, who's like on the streets back in the day with Kimbo fighting for money. Miami, you right? Know? Yeah, man, fighting in the streets for yeah. some money. Like, I mean, that, it's just, 
I just like that. It's like a movie to me. Yeah. <laughs> you know? All right, John. Yeah, well, look, they, great. They it was, have, oh, sorry, buddy. Go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say, there, there's so many so many good sound bites that have already come out around yeah. this one, and we're going to continue to get them this week. It's, it's going to be a fascinating build-up. I'm really looking forward to it. Well, you're promoting uh, UFC. Uh, it's on uh, It's ESPN+. Plus. And that's uh, Till versus Masvidal this Saturday. Uh, it's 4 p.m. Eastern uh, from London. I guess that's when, is that when the main card starts at 4 p.m. or is yeah, the prelims? The, the ESPN, everything's on ESPN Plus. The prelims start at 1 p.m. Eastern. The main card's at 4 p.m. Eastern. Okay, and one more time, John. What is the name of the charity you're promoting? Uh, the charity is Young Minds. Um, I've got a GoFundMe page. Uh, well, GoFundMe page is up on my Instagram, John Gooden UK. And can I, can I plug one more thing? Sure. It is kind of related to UFC London. Sure. So um, I, I did a, a documentary last year with Darren Till, uh, which UFC Fight Pass took, and, and everyone thought it was pretty cool, so got a real insight. I went out with a camera again to visit with Arnold Allen, and I finally released that documentary today. Uh, that's on the Fight Disciples uh, platform, but, you know, on all of my social media. So I, it's an hour-long film with Arnold Allen, where I go to his hometown, go around his house, you know, go see all of his trophies, hang out with his dog, go to the beach, see him train, the whole thing. I'm pretty proud of it. I want to get that kid's story out there as well because he's been away a little while and he's got a big fight with um, Jordan Rinaldi this week as well. All right, great. So, yeah, check out John's social media for all that stuff. And, uh, hey, uh, have a great time this weekend. And good, if we don't talk to you before April 5 through 8, good luck in that 90-mile walk. You're a better man than me. <laughs> so, I don't know that. Thank you very much for having me on, guys. Enjoy the fights. We'll see you soon. All right, good talking to you. Take, Take care. care, John. Cheers, John. Cheers. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Nice guy. Hey, a great I guy. Like a lot. And a great announcer, too. Hey, Jamie, yeah. I wanted to ask you, too, from Liverpool. That's where I believe the Beatles are from, correct? That's right. Yeah. Now, what, I think we might have talked about this before. Is that a tough area? Yeah, it is right. You fight a lot as a kid. Um, you know, I, I was I was well raised. I was very fortunate. Like I got raised by my grandparents, and um, the the general my opinion, my, the general sense where I grew up was like, if you if you behave yourself and you know what you're doing, and you, you know you you won't have to get into too much trouble. But if you want trouble, there's no problem to find it any t- any time you want it. There's any a, time you want it, Jimmy. Lot, there's a lot of trouble there. <laughs> yeah. So, so you had a few scraps when you were a kid. Yeah, a few here and there, yeah. But no, that's humble. not what motivated you to fight. No, um, my uncle was always doing karate and uh, boxing, and you know, because I, I grew up with my grandparents, I was always around his parents, and he would be always at the house training, and so. I always wanted to train. Oh, I started, so you started training you know, kind of young. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I loved it. Absolutely you did. Loved it. it. It was a very big. It was a life changer for me because, like, it gave me that direction. And then the next thing you know, one thing leads to another. I'm, I'm doing competing. I started boxing and then kickboxing and Thai boxing, and then it, it gave me opportunities ab- abroad, which eventually led me to New York, which again I would not have been able to do without that. So. And it also gave you, I'm sure, confidence, like, because you know, w- w- with uh, people in the neighborhood, so you know, probably didn't have as much trouble just because you were confident. Yeah, I think that's true of, of anyone's story who, who trains for a while. You start right. to, you don't do it necessarily even know it, right? You don't necessarily recognize it on purpose. You certainly, especially with the humility, something like jujitsu affords you or Thai boxing, because it's you're getting tested consistently and honestly. It's not a guessing game. It's like you can either do it or you can't, and then it gives you a humility and also, like you said, a confidence. I think that uh, that is can be picked up on by people who are paying attention. Because you realize you, you can survive a test that you fail. Like if you lose in, in sparring or you get your ass kicked in sparring, you survive it. It's, it's not, you know, not life and death. You, you, you survive it and it's a fight. Yeah, I think one of the 
misconceptions, especially from people who don't train, is like they don't appreciate like you you can take a lot, man. You're, like you could do, and, and and in life, right? Especially, I think maturity counts. The more you live life, you don't have to be a fighter. The more you live life, the more you realize you can take, the more you can deal with. And then, like we were talking about before, with men's issues and women's issues, whatever their confidence is, if you've got enough people to talk about it with, and then enough people to express yourself with, you're gonna be all right. And like I think like that's very true in martial arts. Me and uh, Matt I've talked about this a lot. It's one of the wonderful things of of martial arts, particularly the ones I'm experienced with, which is jujitsu and Thai boxing. It, you'll be afforded many chances, yeah. and, and you can make corrections, and that's I think a wonderful thing to be able to take to the table in any uh, in any endeavor. You know, what did you think about speaking of um, you know uh, uh, people who are victorious? We do pick fights here on this program. Oh, really? Oh, you're so excited to get into them. Why? Well, well so I mean, we should we have we have uh, Let's start with Benil Darius fight. We're going to we're gonna talk Let's to start with the Nico Price fight. <laughs> no, well, we're going to talk to Benil in two minutes. But yes, Benil, uh, Benil Darius, yeah. Benil, yeah, I'm I pronouncing it right. Benil, Benil. What is that? What kind of name is that? He's like, Iranian. He's he's a uh, Persian. It's funny because I, I, for some reason I always thought he had an accent. Then he's like, hey, how's it going? You know? Yeah, he grew, I think he grew up m mostly in California, yeah. Where did he train jiu-jitsu? Where's my notes? Look, you, can, you got him. <laughs> Which one you, should we start? You wanted it. Well, you, I so think I, I think you I wanted it. Start at the bottom. What? Yeah, we can work our way yeah, up. Not yeah, the bottom, but the first one. I shouldn't say the bottom. Well, the first one, the the bottom, first one is, is uh, Tim, Tim Bosch and Omari Akhmedov. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. How's Tim Bosch's nose doing? Oh, oh my oh, God. Oh, what man. a break. That was brutal. What a break that was. Dude. I'm uh, that's for me. Ruthless. That's for me. Why? Because, he's hey, a, man. You get punched. Well, now he's really looking the part of a barbarian. You, yeah. you know what's Question funny? Question mark. Uh, Holy fuck. <laughs> Paul Felder doing commentary. He's like, oh, that's broken. Like, yeah, he just yeah, says yeah, everything yeah. so matter of fact. Like, yeah. that's destroyed. He's going to need surgery. <laughs> yeah, I know. I needed some surgery. Yeah. <laughs> so comfortable. Yeah. Did not look good. Dude, yeah. I was getting claustrophobic watching Bo's fight. And he's mouth breathing because he can't breathe. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I'm getting fucking stressed watching it. I'm like, how do you fight when you, when you can't breathe through your nose? Yeah. Yeah. Have it's you had well, your nose broken? Yeah, five <laughs> Oh yeah! So you wow. guys are used to it. Yeah, Matt, no, never, never, man. And look at those, my honker. You look good. <laughs> it's a nice. Nose. I don't know why I'm flaring my nails. I don't know. That you like a yeah, I don't know. gorilla. <laughs> so who had what? I know uh, Akhmedov won uh, by a unanimous decision. Yes, yeah, so you had uh, Omari by second round knockout, but uh, that so obviously cool. went to decision. But you got the win there. Of course, I did. Uh, Matt, you had Tim. Bosch by first round knockout, and I had Akhmedov by third round knockout. So, so you Jimmy and I are got still. It. Jimmy yeah. got it, and Kamora Savage came in second. He did, yeah. Uh, Benil, who we are speaking to. <laughs> well, look, the first round was not good for Dariush. I mean, I, Dober doctor knows Wait, it twice. Who picked what with that? So oh, sorry. we, sorry, I actually had Drew Dober by decision. Yeah. Um, and Jim, you had Benil by decision, and Matt, you had Benil by decision. So. Well, I believe I said move over, Drew Dober. You did. Because I knew, no, I didn't know shit. I just felt. First of all, what a fucking fight! Yeah, well, you knew if it went to the ground, he had to survive yeah. some shit. Knocked down twice or once? He got knocked down. I think he, it was twice. He, he got. I think he got knocked down once, but he was he was eat, taking some shots. The I mean, Drew, Drew Dober had a great first round. Wow, right? he looked great yeah. until he got, it ended. Yeah, he, he got made, caught with that right hook and it staggered him. And then about a minute later, he, he took two straight left, which yeah. would have dropped a lot of people. I yeah. think, and he didn't go he down. Never, no. He never. Did he ever get back to his feet? Did he ever get away from him? I don't believe he did. did I don't he? think he did, no. That's the beauty in, of the control of um, jiu-jitsu. Like, if he would have died for a submission, whether it's a leg, an arm, or anything, and lost that position, and then goes back upstairs, Drew Dobo was all over him. Yeah, man. yeah. The fact that he had the control, and that control led... To the dom wait, wait, it led to the to his back. It was yeah. I'm thinking of 
doing the whole fight in my head. Yeah. And then he got to the back. I mean, his timing was impeccable. Yeah. I so, use a big word. I look at Jimmy. I'm, I'm gonna call like a him, proud little boy. Nice, Jimmy. You did it Is that right. the one I said? Impeccable. You certainly did. Why do I? It takes away me using the word impeccable by bringing up that. No, I'm it adds to it. it. It adds to it. It makes it a better experience for all. <laughs> I'm such a I'm such a moronic no, child. That's not true. That's not true at all. Oh, it's boy. only sometimes. Oh, why did you play oh, the yeah. thing no, with true. Woodley's mom? <laughs> yeah, I know. That's it. Oh, that was. Oh. We have uh, Benil Daryush on the phone. Oh, Hello, Benil. What's up? How you doing? I mean, you're talking to Jim Norton, Matt Sarah, and Jamie English What's here up, on UFC Unfiltered. Hello, mate. What's up, guys? How you doing? Hey, congratulations, man. You looked uh, incredible. Awesome fight, bro. What a great finish. Thank you. How's he? Had to take some punches before I woke up. Jeez. Well, you know, we were going to ask you that too because uh, there was a time I think it was after your Hernandez loss, where you had your second stoppage in, in, loss in, in three fights, and you were kind of questioning if you wanted to keep fighting. And uh, you said something about if, if, as a fighter, if you don't have the chin to take a punch, if you can't take a punch and your chin doesn't hold up, what's the point? So yeah, I mean, you could be the best fighter in the world, but you're going to get hit. It sure. Doesn't matter who you are, you know, from from Mayweather. Who uh, to let's say John Jones, the best guys in, in MMA or, or, or boxing, everybody gets hit. You got to have the chin to be able to take a punch and then keep going and doing what you got to do. So you were sorry, Matt, you, you were doubting yourself after that, or you were doubting you had the ability to do that? Yeah, of course, man. Uh, you know, I lost, I think, in forty seconds to Hernandez. So when you when you lose, it it, uh, it messes with your brain. A lot of doubt comes to the mind. Well, listen, you're well-rounded, but I'm a jiu-jitsu man. I, I loved the fact that you got him down and you have a, you know, you, you took some punishment standing up. You got whacked around a little bit, but the fact that you made the most, and I was just talking about this before you, you, we, we called you, like a lot of guys, they get a, a takedown and, and they die for something. They die for an arm, a leg, a neck, a back, uh, and then they lose position. You did not allow him to get away from you. And your jiu-jitsu was so on point. And I just want to, I know you're going to, I don't want to just make a scene, but that's the applause button for you, Benil, because uh, it was fucking awesome. <laughs> it was very impressive. You, you know what it is? I was, uh, I was, um, I was, I think four minutes into the round, uh, three, four minutes into the round, and my coaches started yelling like one minute or 40 seconds. And I was thinking to myself, you know what, at this point, Let's try. Let's try to go for a submission. But I'm stuck in half guard, yeah. and the Kimura trap is just something that I I can, I can kind of hit just about anywhere if <sighs> if the guy doesn't know what I'm doing. And and depending on how he reacts, I might get a submission out yes. of it. I might lose a position too, but you know it worked out in my hey, favor. Benio, let me tell you. I I mean, I'm a Kimura fan. I am. I am. My name in my yeah. video game systems, Kamora Savage, on the, on the Vive. <laughs> I swear, I just that. fucking I'll, love I'll it. So when I was watching that, I'm like, dude, he's on fucking point. Yeah. And then when you got the sub, did you feel, did the arm pop? And if so, how many pops did you get? Man, I, I felt him pop maybe like three, four times. So I thought maybe he tapped because of the arm. But I actually went and asked him. I was like, hey, bro, I, I heard your arm pop, but you didn't tap. And he's like, no, it wasn't my arm. It was uh, actually the choke. Yeah. I guess the triangle uh, did the job. And, and I'll tell Wait, you. Wait, what popped? Yeah. Sorry to interrupt yeah. you. What, what, what popped when you, you guys talk about pop? His elbow. So uh, I, if you watch it, I have a reverse triangle, and his arm is at a weird angle where it, it, it looks like an arm bar or Americana, whichever one you want to call it. And um, it, it, his elbow. I heard his elbow pop maybe like 
four to five times, and he just wouldn't tap. Wow. And then out of nowhere, he he he, he taps. I know it doesn't. It looks really quick for you guys, but for me, it, it was it was going in slow motion because I can <laughs> I can hear his breathing, I can hear uh, his elbow popping, and I'm thinking to myself. And I, I heard some somebody saying like 10 seconds or 20 seconds. I couldn't hear them well. So all of this going through my head, I'm like, he's not going to tap. Let's get ready for round three. So when the elbow pops more than once, what does that happen? It pops and then goes back. How does it pop more than once? If it pops, it means the guy doesn't give a crap. <laughs> the guy is just like, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm biting this one and uh, I'm going to eat this one and I'm going to come back and, and uh, find a way you know, to win the next round or, or whatever. But the choke, it doesn't work like that. It, 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 the choke, if you try to bite the choke, you pass out. <laughs> That's the beauty of um, being able to strangle somebody. That's the beauty of jiu-jitsu where you know, the arm locks, the leg locks, guys they might have a broken leg and a broken arm and power through that. And they might be icing that shit for a month after. But if a guy's on PCP and you, st- you stop his blood to his brain, he's going, he's going out. So that's the beauty of it. Right. And that Dober, that, that makes sense. Cause he was a tough, he was a tough uh, SOB man. And he was man, not he, good. He was so strong and I could feel his joints. Like I was trying to extend his arm and he, with just one arm, he's fighting my two arms. I'm like, this guy, he's a freaking tank. Yeah. I, I, uh, I was, I was really surprised that worked out the way it did. Well, I'm a fan of your, your instructor too. Uh, I'm not going to kill his name. It's Homolo. Homolo. Yeah, home about. Yeah, wow. you said it well. Yeah, did uh, I say it okay? Really well. hey. Fucking good. Yeah, you did great. Yeah, I like. Yeah, running, I always. Did. I run into him once in a while, man. I'm a big fan of his jujitsu. Man, he he's a savage, and, and you know the whole setup for that choke was was pretty much what Homolo does. Is <laughs> if you watch uh, the the fight, I continue to just keep the pressure on. I'll go to mount, and then from mount I'll go back to half guard, and then back to mount, and then back to half guard, and that just dries guys out. Yes, you get so tired dealing with the pressure that you start giving stuff up, hoping to get up or hoping, uh, hoping something happens. And, and that's how, uh, that's how the submission came. It came from all the pressure. Hey, what? Oh, sorry. No, I was just going to say, go ahead. Go, you go first. I'm sorry. When he knocked you down, uh, when, when you went down in the first round, did it bring, in that moment, do you start to have those doubts that you had had after the other fights before? Uh, I didn't get knocked down to the ground. I just, uh, I got a little bit, uh, he got, he caught me good, but I answered right away. Right. at that point, I wasn't thinking like, oh, man, uh, like this or that. I was thinking, damn it, this guy hit me. You know, my uh, my primitive instincts take over when somebody hits me. I just get pissed off. And the first thing I thought to myself is, I'm going to hit this guy ten times harder than he just hit me. And then I, and I tried, and I tried a few times. But then the round ended, and then when the round ended, I had to go back to my corner. My corner had to tell me, hey, relax. It's uh, You got, you know, ten more minutes Take your time. It's going to come, uh, just, you know, work what we worked on, and it's going to work out. And that, that's how it was. I, I got cracked in the first round, and uh, I wasn't wobbled, but I, I was pissed <laughs> more than anything just because I got hit. Sometimes you just get mad because you got hit. You work so hard for 12 weeks or 15 weeks or whatever it was, and, and then you get hit in the first two minutes, and you're like, damn. So that, that, it was more being pissed than anything else. Well, they were complimenting how how uh, how good your chin was. The announcers were talking <laughs> yeah, about how strong, what a great chin you had. Yeah, I was going to say like, also you had that minute to recover. You know, during the, the break in the rounds, did you feel any of the effects while you were in the corner, Darush? Or were you, no, did you feel no, clear? I, I felt good. Okay. I was I was so angry in the, in, in the, <laughs> when I sat down that uh, I remember uh, my, uh, my coach Rafael Cordero. He's looking at me and he's ta- speaking and. Uh, 
he, he had to be like, hey, like, are you listening? And then I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm okay. I come, I'm back. I'm, uh, it, it, honestly, man, it was more, more of that, uh, like that savage instinct where you're just like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get this guy somehow, and, and I just have to change that. I got to change that about myself. I, I, it's not bad. It's not a bad thing, but you got to learn to channel it because you end up. Uh, you end up fighting emotionally, and every fighter will tell you if you fight emotionally, you will get knocked out eventually. Yeah. Uh, well, that comes with experience. It's good that you're recognizing that. Hey, Benil, <laughs> Benil, let me ask you. You know, you started training in 2007, and you got your black belt in just five years, which is very impressive in itself. And then you became a world champion, no gi, as, a, as both a blue belt, purple, and brown belt. Did you take right to jiu-jitsu? Did you fall in love with it right away? Bro, I gave up school for it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow! I started uh, I started jujitsu uh, about a couple of months before I was supposed to go to college, and uh, it was just like one of those things. People, like, you go to school, you you start gaining weight, and and you party and and stuff like that. I was like, you know, I I hate the gym. I don't really like going out and working out, so I'll just do jujitsu. I, I had wrestled for like a month and a half in high school because the soccer season had ended, and they were like, "You want to just try it?" I said, "Sure." So I, I went in and I signed up for jiu-jitsu. I, I, I had watched some UFC fights, but it, it wasn't anything crazy. And then I started training, and it was supposed to be like a couple of times a week. And then it turned out to be every day of the week. I just okay. kept showing up and training. And then all of a sudden, I have all my school schedule around jiu-jitsu instead of the way, yeah. other way around. And my work schedule now is around jiu-jitsu. So I'm going to school, I'm, I'm working, but really everything's around jiu-jitsu and then three months four months later into, uh, i start to compete and then after my first competition uh man it, it just took over i went from training once a day to training three times four times a day it, it, uh okay. i think losing one was terrible and uh, i hated that feeling so i decided i was going to train as much as i can and, and, and then once I did that, I, I just couldn't go back to being a normal person. <laughs> yeah. yeah, who wants to be normal? Well, hey, man, all that training paid off this yes. weekend, buddy. Really, yeah, that was really definitely, awesome. yeah. definitely, man. And uh, and oh, sorry, good. yeah, that that choke. I got to tell you, man. My friend Tamim and I, we spend a lot of time. I I, I, I don't <laughs> like to give credit to other people, but Donnerher, man, this guy, this uh, Donnerher guy, he did a Kamora trap stuff, and I actually watched his DVDs. And uh, we learned a lot of stuff from that. That's where that uh, reverse triangle came from. We actually watched some of his DVDs, and I was just like, yeah, I'll, you know, I'll try the techniques. We drilled it out a little bit, and then it just fell into that, and uh, it fell into the fight. It was that, crazy. That's amazing. That's our buddy, John Danaher. So I, I'm going yeah. to tell him that. That's awesome. Yeah, really happy to hear he, that. Yeah. His stuff's good. Hey, tell him when he does his DVDs, can he, you know – do it a little bit faster because I don't like sitting there <laughs> and watching an eight-hour video for like seven moves. Yeah, you got to forward some shit maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I gotta, that's funny. I'm going to tell him. <laughs> that's funny. Just don't tell him I said it. <laughs> Just make the general request. Right? Yeah. Funny. Yeah. Somebody, yeah. somebody said. Yeah, some we've heard. Yeah. Hey, listen, man. Congratulations. It was great talking to you. And uh, really, what a great win that was. And, uh, and you know, we look forward to watching you fight again. Yeah, congrats, man. Thanks, guys. Congrats, Thanks for man. having me. All right, take care, take man. Care. Benil Darius. Bye, bye. I'm, I'm looking forward to his next fight, yeah. man. I love some good jujitsu, man. What an honest dude. Yeah. That's what I was going to say about being like wondering about your chin. Uriah Hall is like that, too, where he'll talk about uh, feeling fear, and I'm sure every fighter feels yeah, it, man. but when you hear yeah. a guy say that shit, like, yeah, I'm doubting my chin, like, 
That's a really great thing to. Hey, my man, yeah. play that thing for Jimmy. I know Chris doesn't want to play. Let me do a read first. Can we talk about this first? Oh! Look, I want to talk about this. Taming the briar patch, mowing the lawn, or trimming Yeti. Yes, yes, that's what I call Yeti. I call it Yeti. Yes, you said it's not big, Yeti. Oh, not a good one. Not a good joke. Boo. Go ahead, give me the boo button. I'm not going to fucking do it. How about a tentative applause? For the effort? I don't know which one I'm pressing. Okay, it's too late. It. We waited too long. It's Whatever over. you call it. Can we get back to Manscaped? <laughs> it's about time we talk about oh, manscaping. Okay. You guys manscape, right? F- what? First of all, can I just say, and I'm going off script here, I got I got the manscaped. They gave me a package. Yes. Jimmy, my, my groin area, the my balls. groin area, Your my balls. balls never smell so good. <laughs> Oh, I'm having this a party in the Sarah household. I trim them. I get them all lathered up with my lotion. Oh, Jimmy, I, this morning, I'm about to leave the house. I'm like, oh, I got nose hairs. Where's my... Uh, ah, Manscaped! The scissor! The little scissor, Jimmy! Yes. And Jimmy, I'm Trims not exactly... I'm, I could be clumsy. Sure. I trimmed all... Look at my nose hairs. Look, Looks look, amazing. Look. Amazing. It, Manscaped. Look I can't talk while I'm bringing my nose forward. Look. I know. Manscaped. Look again really quick. Good? Yeah. Manscaped. Go back to the read, Jimmy. I'm sorry. That's okay. I'm just, I'm enthusiastic about Manscaped. Matt's balls have Jimmy, never... hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I, smell this. I don't want to smell it. No. Smell, Jimmy, no, I won't smell. Put those things away. I won't smell. Jesus, Here's the it, size Jimmy, of those things. It. Here's how I know Matt's balls Thank smell you. better. They smell good. Normally when Matt comes I in... I just waved it towards you. There, I, there are small wild animals trailing him. Yes. Because of his ball smell. Today he comes in fresh and clean. Thank you. Ball smell phenomenal. Don't thank me. Thank ball Ma- wipes they give you. Manscaped. <laughs> Pop over to manscaped.com. Yes. M-A-N-S-C-A-P-E-D. Manscaped.com. Oh. Check out their perfect package. Not that perfect package. The Manscaped ah. Perfect Package 2.0. That was a smash hit on Shark Tank. It features lawnmower, precision trimmer, engineered for below-the-waist grooming. Skin-safe technology means there's no more accidental nicks and burns. You check out the lawnmower and the amazing grooming and hygiene products Ooh. that come with your perfect package. Yes. What's that saying? Trim the shrubs and the tree stands taller. And they are not like, let's be honest. <laughs> I have clean earthed the shrubs. <laughs> Shrubless. Yeah. It's like a tiny little parking lot. You don't got a little, you don't got a <laughs> Not a shrub to be, hey, look, if I want the tree to look good, I have to scorch the earth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Manscaped. Uh, 20% off. Free shipping today. You visit manscaped.com. Use promo code unfiltered. That way they know where you got it from. Uh, use promo code unfiltered at manscaped.com. M-A-N-S-C-A-P-E-D.com. The promo code unfiltered. Thank you guys for the support. Thank you, man. Thank you for and making for our ball smell man, better. Man, uh, whoever knew, I, I didn't know I even needed that. We all knew you needed but that. But let me tell We're you. We're so great. Having a party with the missus tonight. <laughs> don't be, for all my friends out there, don't be calling me late. Right. I got the do not disturb on from, all right, 11 to like 11.10. And I got, listen, I can't right. be up all night. Okay. That's right. Fair enough. I'm only fucking around. After a stressful game, it's only natural to need some well-deserved rest. Upgrade your current sleep situation because Mattress Firm is offering the best bed deal of the year. Get a king bed for a queen price or a queen bed for a twin price for savings of up to 700 bucks. Plus, take home a free adjustable base up to a $699 value. That's $699. For free, you'll only find these deals during Mattress Firm's Memorial Day sale. So don't miss your chance to start sleeping like a pro. Shop now at mattressfirm.com slash sale. There's nothing worse 
than being uncomfortable in bed. It's it's horrible. You're not rested the next day. You suck at work. Mattress Firm's Memorial Day Sale is offering the best bed deal of the year. Save up to $700 when you get a king bed for a queen price or a queen bed for a twin price plus take home a free adjustable base that's up to a $699 value free. Visit mattressfirm.com slash sale for more details. What up, everybody? This is CJ McCollum from the Portland Trailblazers. And here's a little taste of what we talked about on this week's Pull Up podcast. Very special mini post-Game 7 episode of Pull Up, an epic Game 7 in Denver. 37 points back-to-back essentially closeout buckets. Why were you so successful last night? I think it just really came down to my demeanor and mindset. Empty the clip, leave nothing out there. I wanted to say I did everything in my power and I left all my bullets out there on the court and didn't bring anything home. How do you shift to a completely new animal, an absolute monster in the Warriors? In the playoffs, it just comes down to X's and O's and execution more so than anything else. The Warriors aren't going to run a lot of plays. They're going to run a lot of misdirection out of timeouts and late clock situations. But most of it's going to be mid-pick and roll. It's going to be pin downs and flares and things of that nature for Clay and Steph. And a lot of transitions. So you have to guard the three-point line, get back in transition, and make it as difficult as possible on them. Don't forget to... Subscribe and listen every week on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your shows. What do we got? Well, we got to. Oh, what about this though? Yeah, yeah. The, oh. uh, and I, I agree with you. I mean, there's no. You can't. It's hard to watch it and not get emotional. Anything. Yeah, it's impressive the way Woodley handles it. The loss, he handles it like a champion. You see his mom say, you know, she gives words of encouragement. It's, it's. You see why she raised a champion, and then it's so. Sweet. Uh, let me see. I haven't seen it. Yeah, it's beautiful. I'm Let Daddy it. see. Here we go. Yeah, man. I can't hear it. So that's yeah, yeah, Wood, that's Woodley. It was a good fight, man. It was a good fight. Sorry. Loud enough? Go back to the drawing board. I got it. That's it. Right over this way, right. And then he sees it. Yeah, he sees it. It's okay. It's all good, baby. It's all good. It's all good. It's all good, honey. That's your part. It's all good. It's, it's your turn. It ain't his time. It's your time. Being courageous. You hear me? That's very Keep nice. Keep on working because it's so tough for you. And you take it to him. It's all good. That's sweet, right? Very she's nice. Like, yeah. She's like everyone's mom. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, she's just a nice That's person. Amazing. Niagara Falls, Frankie Angel. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it got me upset. No, nah, it was very nice. It got me. It was, ha- it was a happy upset. It was a beautiful moment. It was. It was very nice. Yeah, it really is. That was That's sweet. That's very and I like the way Kamara saw her, and he just walked right up to her. Like, he yeah. gave her, like, oh, walked up, gave her a hug, you know? Yeah. Hey, this Kamara better cut the shit. He's making, him and his daughter, <laughs> him and Woodley's, I'm, he's making me a blubbering mess. I'm a fucking Hall of Famer. You are a Hall of Famer, but you're a soft, sweet guy when it comes to, you went to the dance competition, which Sorry. I think is nice. I want to know about it. You Let's didn't tell me. Let's uh, Arnold Allen versus uh, <laughs> Jordan <laughs> Rinaldi. How was it to watch? It was beautiful. It they, was. They did great. They did great. And uh, back to Derek Lewis. Yeah, they yeah. did great. That's nice. What do we got? Well, hold on. If they're all different ages, they, I, they, they, comp- they, don't, play, they don't compete against he, each other, right? When they're that age? No, no, they don't work? compete against each other. It's, it's all the kids the same age? Yeah. it's all. The, and then you know, they got there and like, they both got, sometimes they got solos and sometimes they got group classes. Now, are you, when you watch something like that, because like, I don't have kids, are you nervous when you're watching them or does it not matter to you? A little bit. Win? One time, like a while ago, one of my kids got nervous and ran off the stage oh. and that's like heartbreaker but she went back on how many numbers later and killed it so right. that shows you a lot about 
what's in you know her so- what's her, what she's made of. Sure. So that's great. And they think they, they're killing it now. <laughs> Jimmy's trying to. I'm not. I already. You're not gonna cry. The, the, the I, just already, want, I want to hear about it. It's a beautiful Jimmy. It's a beautiful thing. It's different than my life. It's nice to hear about. Yeah, tell me what you did yes all day yesterday. Tell, be honest though. What did you do? I honestly did. Didn't you do touch it. yourself at all? No. Honest, no. No. Not once. No. Why not would I? Why would I still? I went out to dinner with is my it, friend. Is it a shame that I started off like that? Not at all. It's a very fair question. It and it's is a fair. Very, very uh, understandable conclusion. It's a valid question. A very valid question. Yeah. Um, no, I went out with a friend for dinner. I had an Aww. uneventful day yesterday. Okay, Didn't Jamie. How did you? How was your I'm weekend? I'm lonely, Matt. It's pretty good. I went to Henzo's sneaky party. I was supposed to go, but I, I had my. Uh, I, know. I know. Oh, did we mention that it was Master Henzo Gracie's birthday? Uh, we did. Did know. we? Yeah. Look at the shirt I'm wearing. What does it say? Fodacy. 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 That means like, fuck it in br- Portuguese. Yeah. <laughs> that is Henzo's face. Look at that. That's it. nice. Henzo. <laughs> Fodacy. <laughs> Fodacy. Anyway, let's get back to some fights. Master Henzo Gracie, yes. we love you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, birthday sir. Yeah. Happy birthday. Okay, so. Uh, yeah, the Blagoy, the Bl- we did. So Darius and Drew Dober, we talked about. Then we have Blagoy Ivanov and, and Ben Rothwell. What, what did you guys think? Well, f- First of all, so Jimmy, you had Blagoy even if by third round submission. Okay. Matt, you had Ben Rothwell by second round KO. I had Ben Rothwell by first round submission. I thought maybe he'd drop yeah, him or whatever yeah. and finish him that way. What did you guys think of the the, the decision? In the I thought fight? he won. I, I thought Ben Rothwell won. So, so I'm like, I. I think he's going forward the whole time. And uh, I, I mean, I don't know. Supposedly he got outstruck. What happened with that? Yeah, I, can I don't know, that. man. I'm just looking at what's going on. What did you guys think? I Am thought, I way off with this shit? I, I mean, look. I mean, oh, look, uh, look at that. that's really. Cool. I, I mean, I've lost. Uh, he landed more shots. I, it, maybe it looked one way, yeah. but I it looks like Ben shots. landed more power shots. That's what I'm thought, thinking. Right? And he was. He Not was the fact that he, him, he, yeah. he stalked him the whole time. I don't think. Right. He took, did he take a backward step? It was very yeah. close. I mean, look. But uh, 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 Ivanov had the advantage in uh, in strikes and significant strikes, but very, very. I mean, six uh, more uh, strikes. Yeah, I think the first round Blagoy outstruck him. And then the second round, I think, was even. And, I, and then I, if I believe, I believe Ben Rothwell had more landed in the third round. So it's, it is a, it's definitely a close fight. But I, I did think that Ben Rothwell. I remember that thinking that Rothwell won, so I should yeah. get points. I kind of agree. I guess that doesn't. I feel work. like I should get points too. So who'd Jimmy pick? He had Blagoy even. Oh, so he has no problem with him. No, no, no. Sorry, that was very I'm sorry, Jimmy. I, you know when it, I don't want to be a sore loser. Well, you know, you look at the stats and stuff. It, like people can get carried away. Oh yeah, because it's it's not that. That's just an indicator. It's perception. It's like you could you could land twice as many punches, but it doesn't look like it, you know, right. or, it or it doesn't look like they're effective. And the other guy lands a few big shots, sure. even drops you, and you're like, yeah, but he only landed. But it's perception in it. And so, like Matt said, like he was backing. I thought Rothwell won the first because he's just backing him up, but then he got out, outstruck. So how do you work that out? So it's so close. Yeah. That when you lose a decision like that, I was saying to uh, Chris before, like, yeah, I get it for for sure. People could make an argument, but you can't make a big argument because it wasn't like a one sided right, landslide. Right, right. So it's so close that you're like, eh, sometimes you're going to win some of them. Sometimes you because you can't get all the decisions. Right. So that's not one for me that made me go like, oh god, that was a right terrible. Did make you scream, right? Yeah, I was like, okay, maybe Rothwell may have edged it, but you could also, you know, see yeah. it going. You know, it was one of those things where I'm like, ah, that was it. Is it wasn't but it, I thought Rothwell won just for the record. Isn't he going to retire, Rothwell? No. Oh. I don't know. Is he? Did no, he say he was? I, did you see I think you're thinking of no, Tim Boach. Oh, Tim Boach. Yeah, I'm Boach sorry. Yeah. Yeah, Boach yeah, had right. one foot out the door. Yeah, my yeah. bad. And he has, yeah. now he has a nose off the face. All right. Oh. Let's... Now we had uh, Tim Means and Nico Price. <laughs> Sorry. We spoke to both Sorry, of those Tim. guys last week. Yeah, we I did. I love both of those guys. Yeah. 
Who'd you uh, pick? I took Nico Price. He did. No, he he had, did you? Yes, he had Nico by second round knockout. Matt, he got five out of six. He had Nico by second round knockout. You had Nico by second round sub, and I had Tim Means by second round knockout. It looked like he was going to do it in the first, and then shit, man. Nico yeah. just dude tried, that was that was turned it on him. That was ridiculous. Yeah, that was like and a Means one, was on him. Yeah, that was. was a one sided. I'm getting my own. He well, slapped him. Didn't mean slap him, and that was what sparked <laughs> that. Like I think he he threw a, he threw a very short right after getting. It was like it just made him angry. They slapped each other. Then yeah. Means slapped him again. <laughs> yeah. Nico's got like slapped. some kind of X factor in there. Like he he pulls some stuff off yeah. where you're thinking he's in. He, like he's outgunned, or he's yeah. Like I thought he was on his way out for, for a second. Sure. Yes, he was. for sure. He and next thing you know, boom! Yeah. I love. And by the way, did you see the picture of his foot? Tim means his foot. It's horrific. Yeah, no, Jimmy. It. Jimmy so wants to see it. On the, I'll, I'll pull it did up. On the Daddy? knockout, yes, sure. Uh, on the knockout, he fell backwards cocky. on his own ankle. He broke his ankle oh. and he fractured his tibia. So oh. he's gonna have surgery. Oh. On that. Is that why he was terrible. lying there for so long? Yeah, he's in pain. Okay. What do you think? He's just lazy. He got hammer fisted though. I didn't know. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's brutal. Yeah. Uh, well, listen, man. Hold on. We got a couple more. I've I mean, been around. It's been a bloodbath. I've been around the world. What else do I want to sing today? I'm trying to think. I oh, here it is. Yeah. Oh, I got to oh, sing. Wow. Uh, oh, wow. That's brutal. There was another picture also that's, on that the That was the worst one Look on the mat. On the mat. On the one on the mat. Ooh, that's like here. That one. That one. How's that going? Ah, Fuck me, man. Yeah, it's, uh, that's, that's horrible. Weird. His leg bone has just popped out. That's just weird. Oh, nobody, nobody wants to see that. That's All right, can you get that off before oh. I fucking lose my it's, uh, That's also, like, obviously that's a devastating injury just on its own, but that's also got to be, it's doubly devastating because he was really winning that yeah. fight and yeah. he was very close to stopping Nico yeah. and then he gets KO'd and, and destroys his leg basically yeah, for, you know, whatever a year it's going to be. Yeah, that's that's uh, yeah. That was a fun. I was, I mean, obviously a really fun fight. That did that delivered. That was the fight we thought. Yeah, was no, that was fun. Yeah, and uh, that was tremendous. And now, uh, now I'm going to say the first name Dos Santos. I can say that. Yeah, Elizeo Zaleski. Elizeo Zaleski. Who did you pick in this one, Jimmy? I had Millinder. He did. Yeah, I, I know. Also, I had Millinder. You did. You had him by decision. I had him by decision. And Matt, you had Dos Santos by decision. Uh, did not. I meant first round submission. submission. You sure you heard me right? Oh yeah, you did say that. You said a third round unanimous submission. He did awesome. I thought <laughs> yeah, those did. did awesome. He did. Yeah, it was very good. I love the way he immediately took control of the grappling, and I felt like he, he was very poised and measured yeah. in the way that he uh, handled him. Very, very polished. Didn't look over. Didn't try too hard. Just let the guy move underneath him and then finish them. Yeah. And didn't Curtis, uh, in that, like you said, did he give him a little space and then he kind of gave up his neck a couple of times? Watch yeah. that. I'm like, oh, he's just trying to get up and he's giving up. I think that's a decision you make. Do I want to get punched or do I want to possibly get strangled? Yeah, well, I think yeah. you're seeing, I think, you know, if there's a hole or something you're going to criticize in, in Miller's game, I think that's going to be the problem. On the feet, he's as dangerous as sure. anyone, very yeah. creative, but... Uh, you know, he, he didn't have any answer for that. You know, he looked like he missed the beat on the ground. He just looked that one step behind. Yeah. Like, he, he should have been moving earlier. He should have been appreciating that scramble quicker. Mm -hmm. And that, the uh, Dos Anjos was on him. Like so. But you guys will do that, right? You'll, like, when a guy is trying to get up, you'll actually give him, like, a little bit of room so he'll throw his neck, right? Yeah. You set a little trap, Jimmy. You yeah. do. You yeah. say, there's the way out. Go that way. Yeah, and he exactly. goes, oh, that's a little less pressure this way. I can go. I, I can go this way. And then you trick him because then you take his back. Yeah, but then anyway, that shouldn't be legal. Shenanigans. There'll be no shenanigans tonight, young man. Wow. Yeah. Dos Santos said, Oh, you think I'm just about the, the capoeira, huh? Yeah. That's Here's a little jujitsu yeah. for you. And oh, I was gosh. off by one round, by the way, JDS Derek Lewis. I believe I said JDS third round stoppage. You had fourth round. Oh, fourth uh, round. Yeah, I, I assumed that he would be I didn't pick him this week. Oh, okay. I didn't pick him well. Junior has looked fucking 
Great. Smart, smart man. Man, he just reaffirmed that he has some of the best boxing in the UFC. He might yeah. be the best we, boxer in now, the UFC. Yeah, you guys know the that I'm a big fan nice. of Derek Lewis, but could we just, could somebody reach out and maybe say, don't be eating a plate of fucking food an hour before or an hour and a half or whatever it is. Is he still doing it? Was that kick to his uh, liver? Anything what was that, that kick anybody to? Anybody That's his like kryptonite. His, his belly. He's his kryptonite. Like solar plexus to me. Didn't Travis Brown do that to him too? Dude, Travis you touched Brown. that dude's belly. Don't yeah. hit his head. There's guys out there. You know this, Jamie. Yeah. And that could t- that they What? Sorry, I'm sorry, man. I, and I, who? I that's okay. I'm saying there's guys, also heard of there's guys out there, Jamie English. Yes. And only Jamie English. I'm only kidding. <laughs> he knows I got ADD. He knows. You can hit him in the head with a fucking pipe. Ask Jamie. See what he thinks. Nothing. <laughs> but you touch their belly, Jamie. Yeah. It's different. Sure. Well, I don't famous, know. What do you think? Yeah, there's a, there's a very famous adage in boxing, and it's, you know, you hit the body, the head will fall, you know, and, like, you open up the head by hitting the body, and if it's not working to the head anyway, you go the body automatically just because you want to take people's energy away, and that's one of the old, school like veteran bo- yeah. boxers move they like, go for the body is, yeah the older guys if they fight younger guys they're like oh what's the younger guy's advantage well, he's full of piss and vinegar right he's gonna, <laughs> he's gonna fight me every single round so the younger Slow the down. older guys will go the body early and then that'll take that in many cases take their energy away and it, slow them down it doesn't look as effective but obviously i know it is and, and there's nothing i love more there's two things i love a guy who will kick your legs and spin you around and i love seeing somebody like uh, Josie aldo stopped uh, was it Stevens? Jeremy he stopped Stevens, yeah. with, with, a, with a body shot. When you stop a guy with a body shot, I mean, that's just... Well, Al was doing it in the fifth round. That was like the, oh, one yeah. of the real impressive things about that win over Kevin Lee. He'd throw to the head and then he just ripped to the body, oh, which you yeah. don't want that in the fifth round when no. you're exhausted. Yeah. You're just getting punched to the yeah. Oh, no. Ra- Raging Al gets cr- fucking creative. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's yeah. awesome, well, Raging Al. That finish from Dos Anjos was, was like you were talking about yeah. the boxing. Well, did you watch what he did? Yeah. He, like, he, he, he didn't even punch him with the hook. He threw an open hand left as yep. a distraction, chinned him with the right, and then even as he was... Uh, Lewis was was hurt. He still come back with that hook, and Dos Anjos wasn't there. He, he yeah, rolled Dos underneath Santos, it. Yeah. Dos Santos, sorry, yeah. he he rolled under the hook perfectly, and then he yeah. pick, picked his shots, and that was the end of it. It was yeah. very yeah. measured, and it showed you his his maturity. Well, I was surprised he let him go into the second round. Meaning, like I know that this is Derek Lewis, and you got to watch a fucking haymaker. Yeah, yeah. patience. Yeah. But I was he yeah, I was impressed rounds. with the patience. Right. Yeah. yeah. He has a lot. Listen, Junior's got a lot of experience, and uh, you know, I listen. I like Derek Lewis a lot, but. For all future opponents of Derek Lewis, hit him in the belly. <laughs> That's it, man. Hit him in the fucking belly. The whole camp. Have your trainer. Have all. Get. I'm hitting that. I'm working that. I'm not hitting that head at all. I'll fake to the head once in a while. Yeah. Belly, belly, belly. Is this a coincidence that every fight he's hugging his belly? No. Or almost shitting himself? No. Well, you know. Yeah, by, right. the, by the way, though, Derek... And I'm a Derek Lewis fan. I, I was picking Derek Lewis. Yeah. I believed in him when other people didn't. Do you know how hard you have to get hit in the belly? Do you know how bad it has to be to bend over in the cage and oh. show that? Like, I mean, that's a tremendous amount of pain. Well, I was going to say, though, I, I've, I, you see people get hit in the liver and they just collapse. He's one of the first people in, in my memory where he took like a legit liver shot. Was that a liver shot? Well, I don't, yeah, like I don't know. I, you don't know? No, I, don't, I, I would argue. I'd say it was more okay. solar. Knock oh, okay. the wind out of him because right, like that's that's what it looks like. You can't breathe for a bit, then you get your recovery. Mm. If you get hit properly in the liver, right. it, you are literally knocked out. I've seen guys hit in the yeah. liver with their eyes open, lying on the canvas like this, and then afterwards they're like, what happened? Right. Well, they look conscious, but they're not. They're yeah. out. Getting hit in the liver stinks. <laughs> the liver's a Jimmy. fucking bitch, man. <laughs> yeah, but I think some of it with Derek nope. is I think he's a legit. I think he was hurt legit. Yeah. But 
To what extent, I don't mm. know. A lot of it, I think he wants a guy to, it's like easy work for him to be like, all right, I can't get to him because he's yeah. keeping me away. With come, to me. Yeah, come to me. Superior boxing. I come to me and I'm just, throw, he can't be that hurt if he comes back with that roof and yeah. he's not, I mean, he does that. I mean, well, he was still not exactly that fresh was a after booming that, right though. Dude. That would have landed JDS. Oh my goodness! Up tomorrow, I, yeah. I almost yeah. hit the ceiling. Yeah. Almost, I'm not too tall. I mean, he did it. I jumped. A, he did it with an uppercut, like, and, and that, that that made uh, made him back off. Dos Anjos. So, so before we wrap up here, I want to say obviously I apologize for the the easy way I I really ran through everybody uh, with my picks. Shit, man, whatever. <laughs> now Junior is still. Uh, am I correct? Still unranked because he's. Uh, oh no no. Oh no no. no, no, no I'm looking at the wrong. Here. Hold on, sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry. He is. Uh, Okay, right now he's number eight. I didn't see his name. Number eight, uh, what's next for JDS? I mean, uh, Cormier has not announced the fight. No, but Dana's <clears throat> pretty much keeps saying, like, the Brock fight is what's uh, going to be next for Cormier. I guess I know. so. Who do we want to see? Who do we want to see Junior fight next? I mean, what about, wait, what did you say about Francis? Him fighting Francis? Yeah, I, th I, I was going to say, I think you... Think about that. Francis can't yeah. wait, I don't think, for a title shot. Because if... if, if Cormier's fighting Brock. That's going to be a while because we don't even know when Brock's going to come back. Yeah. I would put JDS and Francis. They were supposed to fight. That would be. I think that's great. Yeah. yeah. That, would, that would be sick. And uh, the way Francis has been fighting, I mean, he's like, hey, man, listen, I had a little hiccup with Lewis. I'm back. Yep. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's, I mean, that would be a real show because, I mean, Junior's very, he's just fighting super intelligent. Yes. You know? He just, Someone's going down. And he's already fought Kane. What was it? Did he fight him three times or twice, Junior? They fought three times. Three, three times. Yeah, three so times. he's not going to fight Kane again. Although no. I wouldn't mind seeing uh, Junior and Stipe. Yeah, well, and he, that would be yeah. trying to avenge yeah, a loss sure, to of Stipe. Course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. I mean, well, that's an interesting thing for Stipe to try to avenge. I miss Stipe fighting. I do too. And, and, yeah. and he should. I don't. Is he waiting for a title? What the hell? So uh, it seems like he is, and that's the thing. Um, uh, Javier Mendez recently said uh, in an interview I, I read or whatever, where he's like, "I don't, I don't understand why Stipe is doing this." Like at this point, I think the waiting game is kind of Javi like that ship has sailed. Like I don't think he's just going to get a title shot. And you you're know? saying that's Javier Mendez, who is yeah, yeah, DC's. Trainer, of course, uh. but but I th but I think he brings up the right point. It's no, like it's I funny. don't think DC is going to fight Stipe next. It just doesn't seem like it's going to happen. So he's got to, he has to get active. Oh, he knows? does have. He's right. He could get a, a rematch. It makes sense. Yeah, but, but it doesn't seem like it's going to happen. Stipe, so. it's about selling the fight. Yeah, and I, again, I I mentioned at one point when this happened, Hennenbrau against Uriah Faber. Uriah got the stop that shouldn't have gotten stopped. Herb D made a mistake. He didn't see his thumb up. Right. But you cannot sell that fight again. It's hard to sell because he got stopped in the first round. Yeah. This one, too. You have to sell the fight. A way to sell the fight. We know Stipe's a fucking murderer. Yeah. Let him fight one, one, destroy somebody else. Yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden, you're the yeah. next logical guy. People are like, fuck, I want to see Stipe get another shot at the, it's at the belt. It's momentum, right. isn't it? You pick up your men yeah. momentum again. Yeah. Yeah. Or he's fighting fires, hanging out with his young family. Sure, he's got a daughter, yeah. Fuck it, man. I'm going to drink yeah. some Modellas and wait until it's time. Maybe. <laughs> all I realize is I don't want to rob. We're almost end. We're going to end. Like, We're done. Second. But can we? Look, I don't want to rob the. the um, Fans. The audience, the UFC army, Jimmy. I was gonna yeah, say. Wow. Yeah, wow. Uh, no, I, I know you love calling it that. The UFC unfiltered I army. I didn't sing a song today. Oh, you well, know what? That's right. the beauty is it keeps them coming back. No, if you're gonna do it Wednesday, no, no. they've already committed. Thursday, to, Jimmy. Listen, yeah, Thursday. If you, you, you've already committed Jimmy. to this episode. So Jimmy. what you do is you tease it and you say on Thursday's you're episode, right. Matt you're will right. be singing. You're that right. gets ears on the podcast. You know what else gets? This is this no. is years of success. Jim, know, Jim knows what he's yeah, doing. Do you guys Jim know what, what keeps this podcast going? It's the sponsors. That's right. You heard about Manscaped, Thank you, right? Manscaped. Yeah, I did. So let's just do something simple. We we make our 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 sponsors happy. 
We make the UFC unfiltered happy, army happy. We make the U cut this up. We make the UFC unfiltered <laughs> army happy. Sure. And most importantly, we make my Jimmy happy. Thank you. I'm touching your shoulder. I don't mind it. I love you, Jimmy. I love you too, man. Jimmy. I'm not Whether jealous. mowing the lawn or trimming the yeti, it's manscaped. It's manscaped. Jamie. Whether <laughs> All right, listen to me. It's only it's a work in progress. Yeah, yeah. But Jimmy, I want you to go to Manstead and way, Jamie. That's one way to call. Because Jamie, let me tell you about my Yeti, Jimmy. <laughs> I'd like to hear about it. Also, known as I got the it. I got it. I, I take my Yeti. I what I did today to my to, to what's going down there. Remember what Luke did to the Yeti on Hoth? <laughs> Nothing like that. Okay. Different Yeti. Whether mowing the lawn or trimming the Yeti, go to Manscaped. We appreciate you, Manscaped. All right, people. You got, you got the code there or whatever? What, what's it say? Yeah, no, unfiltered. Listen yeah. to me. Use the, use, the, use the promo code. The promo code is unfiltered at manscaped.com. Let's do some plugs. I'm going to be this Friday, Saturday in Orlando, Florida at the Improv, April 4, 5, 6. San Francisco at Cobbs. I am going to be in May in Rochester at, uh, I forget the name of the little club. It's a comedy club at Rochester. And then uh, at the end of May, I will be at the Stress Factory in New Brunswick for four nights, Memorial Day weekend. Nice. Jamie English, plugs. Come to the Henzo Gracie Academy and learn some Thai boxing and some jujitsu. And some jujitsu. Oh, yeah. If they wanted private lessons with you, do they hit you up at Johnny Concrete? On, on, what's your, what is your Instagram? It's Johnny Concrete and 73. I remember that story. We're not going to get into it. No. But listen to the past episodes to find out his origin story. <laughs> Why do I got to make everything a superhero thing? Yeah. All right, everybody. One more song? How about this? What, Jimmy? How there will be now? songs on Thursday. <laughs> Good call. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye. All right. Now, remember to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, radio.com slash UFC Unfiltered, or wherever you get your shows. Not my business. This episode is brought to you by Paycor, the HR and payroll software made for leaders. It's never been harder to recruit, hire, and engage workers. That's why HR leaders and frontline managers depend on Paycor for all things people management, from onboarding and performance reviews to compensation and benefits. Learn more at paycor.com leaders. That's P-A-Y-C-O-R dot leaders. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.